Hey, everybody. I am Josh, and he is... I am Chris. And Chris he is, and we together combine to make amazing fantasy football. Of course, that's why you're here. Today, we are here to talk about some rookie prospects uh, for wide receivers and tight ends coming up for this Thursday's draft. We, the two of us, will be together in Chris's basement studio to do a live stream for the first round of the NFL draft. You can check us out on uh, twitch.com right up there. Should I, I guess I should go right there. I can't do it. And right. uh, <laughs> you're going off the wrong side, but that's okay. They get the point. Uh, um, and if you're listening in podcast format, that is at twitch.tv slash amazing fantasy football. And uh, how you doing today, Chris? I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited to talk about these receivers and tight ends and... Yep. The draft itself is less than a week away. Yeah. Four days. I mean, we're looking at like four days, man. Four days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, four days. Um, anyways, um, I have a I have an inter- like real quick before we start. I have a I have a thing that I feel like they should do. In parking ramps, I feel like instead of just going in and perpendicular parking or at an angle, I think it should all be parallel parking. Parallel sure. parking only in a, in a ramp. I don't know how you work that out. It's not my it's not my job to figure it out. I'm not an engineer, but every parking ramp needs to be parallel parking. But that, I mean, I guess theoretically it'd take up the same amount of room because you'd have more room if it were a circular garage. Uh, but also, I don't isn't know. that just like asking for trouble? Because isn't parallel parking looked upon to be difficult? Or no, are we I am, looking at I'm so many cars will do it for you now? I, I'm the world's greatest parallel parker. Not like without a doubt. I can parallel park a Mack truck. Um, I cannot park at all like regular perpendicular parking. I'm terrible at it. I'm oh, awful. so this is a selfish motivated reason. <laughs> well, I figured if I'm the only, if I can't be the only like good parallel parker, surely there's others out there that, that share this, uh, similar affliction that I do. Affliction. Skill. Right? Yeah, no. I suppose so. But I think that, I think it skews the other way, <laughs> frankly. And I think it's okay. probably why we have One of these days, automated I, if you parallel ever parking see, cars nowadays. <laughs> if you ever see a parking ramp that is all parallel parking, you'll know I designed it. Yep. Anyway, uh, name, let's let's move on. On a to, plaque on the front. Yeah. Uh, the 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 Josh um, on uh, I used to Memorial, be able to back the trailer. By the way, I would not say that's the case anymore. I feel like it's a if you, if you lose it if you if you don't use it you lose it. It's not like yeah. bike. No. Um, is there any real news to report in the NFL this week at all? I I couldn't really find any. I bet thought I maybe. I feel like I should have looked closer, but no, no definitely nothing comes. To I, mind. I guess the, I guess the only thing is is that the Chiefs gave up their uh, their first round pick to uh, acquire not Orlando Bloom but Orlando Brown <laughs> from the Ravens. <laughs> I swear to God, when I when I read that in the Discord, yeah. I was like. Orlando, what? I, I, I'd say oh. he, he'd be severely out of position at uh, left tackle. So, uh, <laughs> we're a receiver build. You know, and I was thinking about it, he and fit, I was just like, this so receiver class the... nicely, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, so, I was thinking about it, and I was just like, so what What would the Chiefs actually get with that, that pick, the 31st pick there? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Second maybe last. not, or like, yeah, you're swinging. You're swinging for the fences on on maybe getting an, an offensive tackle there. I, I don't know. I mean, I I guess I, I don't hate it, but right. I don't love it either. I think if you look at so you have to give their personnel department probably the benefit of the doubt, right? Because they're a talented team, they must be doing something right in terms of drafting, free agency, trades, etc. So 
they looked at the, let's say off the top of our heads, probably fourth or fifth tackle off the board that could legit play left in the NFL, not right tackle, not, not a guard con- uh, converted guard or whatever. Um, and they said he's not, they're not as, as good as Orlando. So uh, we're going to go and give up this draft capital because we're confident, you know, you know, we're looking at a tw- uh, bottom 25 pick every year because we're that good of a team. So that's why they did it. That's why they made the move. And I, I think it, if, if it gets them another playoff run slash Super Bowl uh, competing for another Super Bowl, it's a no brainer. If it's for one year, great. If it's for two, even better. Uh, if he can hold up. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. All right. So let's get into the meat of the show here. Let's, let's start with some wide receivers. Sound good, man. Sounds great. All right. So the first wide receiver we're going to cover here, I kind of wanted to just do it in like the order of potentially where they're going to, how they're going to be drafted. Maybe they won't be drafted in this order, but if Jamar Chase doesn't get selected as the first wide receiver up the board, I, I, that would I really surprise me. I think he's probably the best receiver in this, in this draft. He, he mm-hmm. did opt out of this 2020 season. And like we discussed in last week's episode, we blame no one for wanting to do that whatsoever. It's a pandemic folks. I, I don't blame him whatsoever for wanting to do that. But, you know, as we all know, he had a hell of a 2019 season. Mm-hmm. He had, he led all of college football with 24 deep catches that year. He was also one of the three uh, LSU receivers that caught more than 10 touchdowns in 2019. Chris, do you yes. know who the other two are? Uh, well, one of them we will be talking about today. Uh-huh. And, uh, and his name escapes me. And then the other Terrace one is Marshall. Terrence Marshall and Jordan Jefferson. Terrence, not Terrence. Terrence, Terrence, no N, no N. I knew this. Yep, 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 Terrence yep. Marshall and Jordan Jefferson. Yep, Justin Jordan. Justin but yeah. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, yeah. Justin Jordan is the comic book writer. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so I mean, he, um, he's, uh, so Jamar Chase has also uh, got some good toughness to him. He broke 22 tackles in 2019. Um, he's not the shiftiest wide receiver, and he has problems throwing cornerbacks off of coverage at times. So that is a downplay to him. Um, you know, I wish he was a little bit taller. He's only, he's listed as six foot, 201 pounds. So I kind of wish he was bigger, but he's got some leaps so he can, he's okay. in some contested balls and, you know, sure. it's not like, it's not like NFL corners are six, four anyways, you know, or they usually aren't. So I, I guess, you know, like he's, he's going to be, I think he's going to be good. Um, I don't, I don't want him to go to the Bengals mainly because I want the Bengals to take a, um, an offensive lineman, but you know, pairing him back up again with uh, Joe Burrow, it would, would be good. I mean, I'd, I'd rather him go there than to, you know, like the Carolina Panthers or something, you know, I I would like, that that could be okay. You know, golf's not terrible. He's not a terrible quarterback. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He is, but he's probably not the lions quarterback of the future. So, you know, that's whatever. He wouldn't necessarily be married to him for a team. But yeah, so I mean, Jamar Chase, I think he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be going in probably in the top 10 of the NFL draft. And he's, I don't know how he would get outside the top six in a dynasty draft. What do you think about that? Um, I think you're, you're dead on. I think I've fallen and had fallen in love with Chase to Cincy because uh, of fantasy and because it's just a cool story. But Honestly, for fantasy and reality, of course, I think tackle is the way to go. I think when you're sitting there at, um, where is it? There it is. When you're sitting there at five, 
yeah, I think you have your choice probably of Pitts, Chase, or uh, what's the tackle's Penny name? Sewell. P- Penny Sewell. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's a great position to be in. That's an amazing position to be in. I think you go the tackle. You get that left tackle there with your young quarterback mm-hmm. for 10 to 15 years, you know, yeah. if, if the big guy can hold up. And you're done, and you and you just you you've got good enough receivers in house already that uh, that you'll you'll be and, fine in 2021, and then moving forward you can address the receivers. And and position. this 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 um this draft is just deep enough in in receiver that too that around round two. Yeah, you can come back again in round two, which I believe they have a the Bengals that is that they have a pretty high second round pick as well. So. I mean, you know, you could even trade back maybe into the first round at the very end. Who knows? Um, one thing I, I do exactly want to say, too, is that, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jamar Chase, he didn't have so he didn't have a pretty small route tree when he in 2019 um, in college. So there's going to be maybe a bit of a learning curve with him when he gets to the NFL. It's not just going to be, you know, and in the NFL, they don't ask you to just run straight routes and deep posts and all that stuff. Right. You know, he, I mean, he did run a four, three, nine unofficial, of course, unofficial, but you know, so he's, he's got speed. He, like I said, he could have some better size, but you know, getting 121 targets and getting over 1700 yards and 20 touchdowns in college. Like, yeah, that's a, a it, in one year too. That's 2019, which is mainly where all his production came from. So it's, it's a small sample size. And I get why some teams might be nervous about that and him taking a year off because of COVID some teams might be getting nervous because of that, but I don't think, honestly, I, I think we're going to have to get pretty far down on this list before we hit another receiver that I love just as much as Jamar Chase. Well said. So, well said. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be smart to Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith, but you know, I, I think Chase is better is an upgrade above those two guys. I think it's him, and then those two. Agreed. And then maybe another one, but uh, yeah. So I, I mean. Is it going to be an, an impact for like a your dynasty roster right away? I'm guessing probably not. I mean, it, I, I hate to use this because we're going to use it a lot in this episode, but it kind of depends on landing spot. Of course. And, and we just projected um, him to elsewhere besides Cincy. So you lose that. Uh, I mean, the Lions would be okay. Yeah, you, know, did, yeah, you did touch on that. I'm a little it, more skeptical, I mean, but I don't hate it. No, Goff's, Goff's not a terrible quarterback. He just he needs to be more consistent. Miami is at six. That would be, I mean, I, I feel like he would just, he would have to really jump out to kind of get above uh, a Gusecki and uh, Parker who are mm-hmm. veterans and have already kind of established themselves in that offense, but it's hard to say. It'd be crazy. Let's move on falls. to, let's go ahead. Go let, ahead. Let's yeah, move on to Jalen Waddle here. I want sorry. I want to keep moving. You're good. You're good. So let's, let's keep rolling. Like you said at the top of the show, uh, we're doing this just in a rough order of what we're seeing. Uh, what's important to mention here is Waddle is ahead of Devontae Smith in today's show. That You could really flip-flop it, but um, I have seen a lot of press about that lately, mm-hmm. uh, it, which is kind of baffling me because his production is very low. We'll get into that in a second. So he's 22 years old, uh, 5'10", 182 pounds. Uh, this is Jalen yeah. Waddle, University of Alabama. 40-time um Again, we're dealing with a lot of unofficial times here. I've got a 4.37 on a pro day, unofficial. It's all about speed, speed, speed with this kid uh, because yeah. his numbers are not that eye-popping. So you're drafting traits. Uh, now, his numbers aren't eye-popping uh, because uh, uh, injury and, of course, the other mm-hmm. 
the caliber of player, and particularly at the receiver position he was, play, he was playing with at Alabama. Um, he had to share time with Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs. Um, mm-hmm. Waddle's injury was a combination of a high ankle sprain and a fracture to his right ankle. That was back on 24th. It happened uh, yeah, opening kickoff against Tennessee. Yep. Uh, so he should be all healed up, but it's just it, I wanted to get that little get that in there because that's important to uh, mention uh, and obviously impacted his numbers. I think it also has a ton to do with why Devontae Smith had such eye-popping stats in his final season. Um, but uh, still, I covered uh, production a bit more here. So some pundits have Waddle ahead of Smith. I do not. Uh, in fact, we'll talk about another guy later that moving up my board. Um, I've heard him mock to Philly as a Deshaun Jackson replacement. Uh, personally, I'd rather have Smith mm-hmm. or Chase. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe even, uh, yeah, we won't get into that other name yet. Uh, so that's where I'm at with Waddle. I think he'll, he's still a first-round talent. Uh, speed kills in the NFL, and he's got it. So that's the important thing to remember here. I worry he's a bit um, boomer bust, deep ball uh-huh. kind of guy, uh, high, um, low floor, high ceiling type of career. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not in love with him, but, uh, you know, if he could fall into a Tyreek Hill type of role, which is really only Tyreek Hill has in the NFL. Uh, there's there's a guy in this list. There's a couple of guys on this right. list that could easily fall into that role. And well said, well said. Which but, would be Tyreek Hill, not – I think you, I think you hit it more mm-hmm. in the sense that uh, Deshaun Jackson, run yeah. fast straight, run fast deep, mm-hmm. you know – and, Which is good. Like, like teams need that. They need someone to uh, blow the roof off the off the and, house. You know, and Jackson thing. had very lucrative fantasy careers. Like he wasn't so. Oh, I don't know whether to start him or not. As this uh, boomer bust guy we're talking about. He so right. that's in my book. That's a, uh, I guess ceiling. That's his probably best outcome is a Deshaun Jackson. Yep. All right, let's move on to his teammate, Devontae Smith. I'm only doing that because I spelled his name wrong. I thought it was Devontae. Is it D-E-V-O-N-T-E? Devontae? A. A at the end. Thank you. Okay, so, I mean, he's a six-foot, 170-pound dude. Like, that's really, really skinny. I mean, he is skinny as a rail. Like, think of all those pictures you saw of like Robbie Anderson when he came out of uh, like in his like rookie or even sophomore season Good example. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he's a little bit, he's got more to his game than, than Robbie Anderson and uh, Devonte Smith, his biggest, his biggest knock everywhere I read about him was that his size, is he just going to get tossed around in the NFL as possible? Mm-hmm. Like he's real, he's real thin, but you know, for a guy who I'm sorry, I didn't even write down his 40 time. That's my bad. It, it's fast. Why don't you look that up I for am, me I real am. quick while I, uh, but I mean, he's got, he's got everything else. Um, you know, and all, I'm sorry, all of his knocks are do are related to his size in the f- sense that, you know, he got knocked around by bigger cornerbacks. He lacks strength, you know, for blocking gets jostled on the tops of his routes, lacks, um, Average play strength, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, every other aspect of his game is great. He's got great hands, runs good routes. He's super fast, great body control, excellent tracking the ball while it's in the air. You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, but, yeah, it's just mainly about his size, you know. It's But here's the thing, man. Over 1,800 yards this past season in a shortened year, yeah, too. Yeah, like, Chase's 2019 was amazing. Devontae Smith. Uh, yeah, 23 touchdowns, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. in 2019, he put up 18.8 yards uh, per catch. 
-hmm. you know, it's just, and that was, you know, and he, I mean, he had 117, 117 receptions this past season. Like that's, that's, that is good for, that is good for NFL. That is insane for college. 30% more grains or something crazy like that. Yeah, exactly. His, uh, so go ahead. Sorry. Uh, uh, did you find his 40 time for me? I did. Yeah. He has the fourth fastest. Apparently he did a combine or something. It says 2020 FL scouting combine. Anyway, fourth fastest. There was, there was a combine this year. There, there was a combine this year, but it was mainly, the combine was mainly for, um, checking people out from, uh, medical. Medical. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, stuff. it wasn't necessarily like, you know, their Olympic, uh, gotcha. actions that they normally so go his through. 40 was, it was mainly for medical physicals, a four, two, seven, 40 fourth fastest in combine history. Four, two, seven, four, two, seven, four point two, seven, four point two, seven. Yeah. And that's the fourth fastest. Mm-hmm. That's what it's saying. Uh, wow. Oh, snap. Not sure about the reliability. Of no, the it's arc, cool. That's just but, I was uh, like, like, that's insanely fast, man. <laughs> since combine history, that's since insanely 1999. Fast. Yeah, tell me who though. That's anyway. cool, man. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I so just, yeah, I'm going down uh, the rabbit I mean, Devonte <laughs> Devonte Smith. I like him way better than Waddle. Um, I think that he should be the second receiver off the board. If he's not, there's a couple other guys that I do like in this draft that you know. I don't, I don't think should go above them, but if they did, I'd be like, okay, that's, I, I guess, I guess, you know, like they're a little bit beefier, you know, more, more of a, um, when you're drafting for a certain type, like if your team, your offense, you're looking for a, 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 a guy to fit your offense, which, yeah, like I said, I mean, at 170 pounds, you know, and, and I'm sorry, if he's really running a four, we'll just call it a four, three. We'll, we'll give him, we'll give a benefit of doubt. And we'll just say four, three, say he packs on some, he actually manages to pack on some muscle mm-hmm. and he loses a little bit of speed. And now he's at a four, three, five. That's still super fast. That's and still super can, fast. If you can finish an NFL season. Yeah. That, that yeah. Would obviously be worth the trade off there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's about all I got on Smith here. Why don't we move on to your boy, Rondale Moore. Uh, Waddle first. We just did what we did waddle already. Oh, sorry. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, we did waddle after before Devontae Smith. My apologies, folks. Uh my boy Rondale Moore. Uh we've already touched on it a couple times, but this is a theme. Uh there's a lot of small receivers, a lot of gadget guys. Oh, yeah. This uh Rondale Moore encompasses all of that. Um in fact, in my opinion, you should think more of a Darren Sproles comp than a any wide receiver that comes to mind. Is, but his, his and he's out of he's out of Penn State, right? Purdue. Purdue? Purdue. Rondale Moore. Oh. Yep. oh, I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, sorry, you're right. Purdue. Um, so 40 time, uh, 429. So uh, that's a 42 and a half inch vertical. And he is, oh my gosh, did I not put down his height and weight? Surely I did. 5'8", 180, and I think that's generous. I am not going to lie to you, dude. I'm pretty sure he checked in at like 5'7 and some change. And uh, now he probably hits that 180. In fact, in an NFL weight room, I don't yeah. know. He could even be 188, dude. Like, is, I know that sounds... Yeah, is this the dude that's, like, super jacked? Oh, he's rocked up, dude. He is so rocked up. Yeah. So, uh, again, just keep this those is numbers one, this in This is mind. one of the guys that I was like, I was like, man, I think that this guy could, could potentially be a Tyreek Hill. You exactly. Know? Exactly. I think he's got he's a couple inches, or should I say Hill has a couple inches on him, to be fair, but, hey, you know, we're... Potentially. Yeah. Uh, again, I think the Hill and the Sproles comps are great. Um, 
for sure. Uh, Moore came to Purdue after a legendary career in Kentucky high school football. He led Trinity High School to two consecutive 6A state titles, including a perfect 15-0 season. Oh, that's right. Okay. He's got a set of school record uh, for receptions, still in high school, folks. 104 receiving yards, uh, 1,461 yards, and 16 touchdowns. And the process earned Gatorade Kentucky Player of the Year. Received 20 offers as a four-star recruit, including from Alabama before deciding to play for the Boilermakers. He's only 20 years old. It just keeps getting better, I'm telling you, folks. Uh, fourth game of sophomore year, he pulled an already ailing hamstring and missed the remainder of 2019 season. So that's why we are looking mainly at his 2018 statistics. Opted out of the uh-huh. 2020 season due to COVID concerns. Um, oh, really? Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. So, you know, this is this is a theme. Uh, I hate to keep coming back to it. Uh, in addition to the size theme, there's also a production theme because COVID and uh, you know, injuries, of course, too. Um, as I mentioned, Sproles-esque physique. Uh, 2018 production, 114 receptions, 1,258 receiving yards, 11 uh, average, and 14 touchdowns total, including 12 receiving. Uh, yeah, it, it just... In terms of collegiate statistics and high school statistics, he is an all-star. But as we just touched on, you're going to have to stomach that size uh, and find an offense and a role for him that's going to suit him well. Uh, And special teams also. Um, So that's where I'm at. I'm I'm almost done. I still have him put put to the fire right now. I'd go Chase, probably still Smith. I'm thinking I'm going to move uh, Rashad Bateman up to three. Rondell Moore is not far behind. Uh, so then Waddle would oh, be boy. four, thereby making Rondell Moore probably my five or my six. Oh, I, I really disagree with you, but okay. I think well, he's... Well, I'm done. Go, go. Tell me why. Tell me what you got. I think he's more of a... Because of his size, he's going to be a... I, I would be surprised if he were... Yeah, I would be surprised if he was a, a day one pick. You know, I just... I don't with that small i i like a guy better i got like well, i like a, a couple of guys over, lower on this list six overall wide and, receiver could be a day two guy second round i don't think so no i'm i think rashad bateman i think terrace marshall i um, i love uh bateman goes Dwayne eskridge him. i love Dwayne eskridge above him and i wow. think okay yeah it's 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 personal opinion i think I some, some of it is what I think I said six. I'm just I'm thinking out loud, trying to you know hammer down on where I'm going to have him. I think I gave you every single small guy in. The... Right, right. I, think I asked for Rondell Moore. Like to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I'm for Rondell Moore. I guess I'm trying to mention that. Don't get me wrong. I definitely have these other guys above Rondell Moore for good reason because, as you said, Rondell Moore could end up being too gadgety. Could be his floor. His floor could be. Um... It's a good example, Josh. Uh... Tavon Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. I think I nailed that Perfect. on the head right there. Yep. Yep. I think he did. Yeah. Now, what if he plays a hybrid? What if he plays more of a halfback? What if he is Darren Sproles? I like, for fantasy purposes, I like that a lot. He could be. PPR. Could be. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. they, well, well, you know, I don't know. Let's move on to, to Gary, to, to Gary's boy. Kadarius Tony. Um, Tony? Tony? I don't know. Uh, wide receiver out of Florida. He was one of the reasons why Kyle Trask was so good this past season. Um, he's a senior. He's 
we'll call him six foot, about 190 pounds. I'm going to say about because it would just kind of depended on what site I saw it at. I saw like 187. I saw 190. I saw 191. So we'll just call it about 190. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran on a 441 at his pro day, which is not too bad. Um, obviously, that's unofficial. Um, so do you see a you see a trend with all these receivers yet? Six mm-hmm. foot, sometimes less, sometimes a little bit more. Smaller guys, fast. Um, I mean, it's I have written here that Tony is a special talent with the ball in his hands. Like he's a real great after the catch guy. Um, and Pro Football Network, to give credit where credit is due, compared him to like a taller Dante Hall. Remember him from back in the day? X Just, Factor. Yep. Super electric and everything. Um, and that's mainly because he has this um uncanny start stop ability. Stops on a dime. She, the human I mean, joystick hits, was his hits full name. stride like almost immediately. I mean, he's just his acceleration is off the map. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and because of his acceleration, he has um he can he can really like bury his speed while he's running a route, which I think is kind of cool. Um, you know, like he'll start running real fast and he'll kind of slow down again, then he'll take off again to just kind of throw uh corners and, and defenders off. The problem with him is that he's not the greatest route runner, you know, that he's not super polished at it, and that sometimes he gives up to like towards the end of a route, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had some problems with durability. Um, he and he primarily ran from the slot, like majorly ran from the slot, but or, I'm sorry, the majority of his um snaps were from the slot so you know and when you have a problem with durability and you're playing only from the slot you're going to get banged up a lot you know you're not just going to get pushed out of bounds you're going to be running taking some head-on collisions too for sure so and i mean like he he only had 70 receptions this past season it was only on 84 targets so that's a good ratio did have 10 touchdowns almost a thousand yards so i mean those are good numbers those are great I just, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it really depends on landing spot for Tony, Tooney. Um, like where, I like how much I really love him in Dynasty. I don't really necessarily like him all that much in a redraft unless mm-hmm. he really hits the like a perfect location. Um, he's I feel like he's just more of a depth wide receiver right now for Dynasty, which I mean, yeah, I just don't, I really don't see him as, as a good uh immediate day one contributor early you mean yeah 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 i think it's uh you know maybe you might want to um kind of see how he's doing and keep an eye on him like throughout the season and maybe like some maybe sometime midway through the season when he starts you know making maybe making an impact then in redraft you might want to go out and grab him as a speculative ad on off waiver wire especially for like uh bye weeks and everything but i think on your on your dynasty squad i'm not I'm not super. I'm not super thrilled with him. You know, um, I don't know. I don't have much else to say. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't draft him. I'm just saying like it would just be. I would really have to love the landing spot, and I would love to, and I would have to really love what I'm hearing about him and like training, oh, training camp, camp and, and preseason everything. Myself, yep, and that's so, we're gonna have our. Uh, th- this comes up a lot with these guys. Like we're gonna have to see fit, and we're gonna have to see. Uh, the rumor mill, if you will, in, and, in and well, camp. and that's the thing, and that's the thing more so. I feel like with uh, pass catchers, so running backs and tight ends, than necessarily running backs, is that it's really kind of like, well, where do they, 
how do they fit into the team that drafts them? And it's very, it's very team dependent, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you go to a, um, say like a, a Miami, like we mentioned earlier, where there's already a couple pass catchers already ahead of this rookie, you know, maybe not the greatest, but still like, he's going to have to battle his way into the pecking order to become really fantasy relevant. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, whereas you go to a team like maybe the, the jets, you know, you don't have a whole, you don't have a ton of competition. You know, you have a sophomore and Denzel Mims, a veteran in, um, oh, Fish, forgetting his name. Um, you know, the slot guy, uh, Jameson Crowder. And that's about it. So, yeah. Why don't we move on to Rashad Bateman? All right. Um, Here's where we get a little bit away from the... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, wide receiver out of, uh, coming out of Minnesota. Let's get right, right. Uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers, uh, team mm-hmm. on the rise, in my opinion, in the, in the recent years. Um, at least offensively, they put up put up a good show. Um, this is where we start uh-huh. getting away from the little gadget guy a little uh, a little bit more. Now, he was coming in at 6'2", 210, but uh, I think uh, that was embellished. Well, I know it was embellished. Basically, he he uh, actually came in under 6'2", uh, just I think six, I've, one, I've, I've seen him... I've, I've seen him always listed at like six foot. So yeah. Yeah. So there was, all I'm saying is there was some discrepancy there with a six, two, two, 10 listing. Uh, it's more closer to six, one and 200 for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, reminds me very much of Alan Robinson. No really weaknesses in his game. Good size, oh, okay. et cetera. Uh, I'm envisioning a ceiling, an Alan Robinson ceiling and a Michael Gallup floor, uh, which is really good. As you can tell, I, I'm starting to That's fall. Not in love bad. With this That's guy. not bad at all. I, I don't want to kind of fall in love with them just due to kind of, defaulting to size because uh, he deserves more than that. Like he is a deep threat uh, like crazy. Cool. A 2019 production, 60 catches, uh, 1,219 receiving yards, and that's a 20.1 average, uh, 11 touchdowns. Yeah. So it's a deep play. Um, but he's got that size, uh, albeit not quite 6'2", 210. Um, I like him at uh, Miami at 18 if they don't go running back there and don't go chase at six. Uh, reminds me, oh, that's about all I had on him. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. cool. So, uh, he's, like I said, he's moving up my board. He's becoming my three or four. Depending on how you feel about the Alabama kids. Um, yeah, I, I could, be, I could get down with that. Um, I feel like, you know, if he went, obviously team, you know, not to, not to beat a dead horse, but obviously, uh, situation dependent, like he, he's more of a guy than I think Kadarius Tony is as far as he could come in and be a difference maker right away, yep. you know? Yep. And if already, um, yeah. I mean, even if he's not going to take over the alpha dog wide receiver kind of role, which mm-hmm. maybe he won't, but if, I mean, what about, what about Detroit? I just thought of this. Gotta have what about, somebody. what about maybe like a, maybe like a Seattle that picks him up, you know they 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 need they need some depth in their wide receiver core. I don't know. I don't think they do that in round one. But yeah, they've with the two contracts they have on Metcalf and uh, just blanked on his name, the fast guy, DJ Metcalf. No, DJ the other Metcalf. one, the smaller one, Lockett. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Thank you. Lockett's um, already Lockett's already under contract though. That's what I'm saying. That both of them just got uh, not DK. DK, DK. didn't. Well, we're just going to assume he gets his, <laughs> right? So he's still but, he's still a year or two away from it. It's true, but I'm just saying it's going to have to be it's going to have to go on the books. So I think I think it would spell the end of Lockett if if you got a guy like Rashad Bateman. Not not this year, just moving forward. Uh, For sure, no, he, he's great. I like him very much. 
Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Terrace Marshall, my new favorite guy. And he's not the best uh, running back in this class. He's out of LSU as well. Um, I, I, the one thing I, um, I will say about him is that it's a little, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's a little um, d- down on him in the f- sense that he played, he kind of took over Justin Jefferson's role as a slot guy in LSU this past season, even mm-hmm. though Jamar Chase did not play. But that doesn't mean that he can't be a wideout in the NFL. I mean, look at what Justin Jefferson did going into Minnesota. Like, they were just like, oh, it's just a slot guy. Oh, no, he's not. Um, so, I mean, and Terrace Marshall, he's 6'3", 205 Dang. pounds. Finally, a guy with some size. Yeah. yeah you know, you I, at 205, obviously, you want to and at 6'3", you wanted to see a little bit more uh, meat on his bones there. But, you know, I mean, he's just. Like we mentioned earlier, he was one of the guys that caught. Um, he was one of the the three wide receivers for the Tigers in 2019 that caught more than 10 touchdowns. Insane. He's uh, like I really like this guy. Um, I what I don't understand quite so much is why he's so low. I mean, on people's lists, like he's got a good catch radius. He did. He can play in the slot and not wide. Um, he's got foot. He's got foot quickness and he's decent after the catch. Toughness. Got good ball tracking ability too. Um, the one thing I did have is that his footwork, uh, uh, like and then his initial footwork, like getting off the line, is a little sloppy and clunky. He doesn't always finish his routes. He doesn't always play as fast as he could. But some of that could just be, you know, I don't know, just the things that I read too. I mean, it mm-hmm. just sometimes it, it those things don't show up in college, but then you you click over the NFL and it's just you know just snaps and maybe some of that is just actually wide receiver coaches coaching them up and everything and getting, sure. getting and these NFL guys ready room, and everything, you know, and, um, uh, along with like Rashad Bateman, this guy could be an immediate NFL, like NFL impact player. You know, I would definitely take him over in a, I'm saying in a dynasty draft, take Terrace Marshall over a Kadarius Tony, you know, like just because of just because of side speed. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even say his speed. It was a enough, the unofficial, of course, four, three, eight, 40 Ooh, for six, three. Yeah. At six, three, two, you know, like skinny, but that's enticing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, like in a, in a year where there isn't a Jamar chase or a Devonte Smith or a Jalen Waddle, this guy could be the number one uh, wide receiver off the board. Mm-hmm. It would probably be to the Raiders because, you know, size speed, but, um, you know, it, it's, I, I really like, I really like Terrace Marshall. Um, I'm not, I don't know where he's going to go. I've, I've seen him go in late first in mock drafts. I've seen him go in day two. It's kind of all over the map. I, like I said, I'm not really sure why people are down on him. I'm going to do a little more research for our NFL show, um, he, he, our draft coverage. Good, good coverage. I think, uh, I think you've warmed. Oh, well, the one thing, the one thing I go did ahead, have ahead. here, um, as like, what if, what if, he the so we mentioned at the top of the show that the Ravens traded their left tackle to the Chiefs for their pick thirty pick thirty one. Mm-hmm. So second to last pick of the first round. What if the Ravens got Terrace Marshall here? Big dude, big catch they radius. Need more of a at least in physical uh, uh, size, um, they need more of a, tr- a true one. Uh, they're getting and, a lot and of he, flack and he's fast too. So. He's fast too, so I mean, he could be, you know. And I don't think that Lamar Jackson is the most accurate 
thrower in the world. So even if he's a little the off the mark, radius. he's got catch yeah. radius. He's got mm-hmm. speed. He's got size. I think it would be great if the Ravens somehow picked him with that pick there. I like that. Or much. even with their earlier pick as well. But I don't think their earlier pick is going to be that. I think it's going to be uh, replacing that tackle that they just lost. So. Gotcha. Whatever. Uh, who do we got next here? Oh, it's Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore Elijah. out of Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Uh, been quite a few uh, pretty darn good receivers come out of Ole Miss. A little quick list here. Mike Wallace, Laquan Treadwell, not so good. And more recently, <laughs> A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, whom Wait, more played Laquan with. Laquan Treadwell? Yep. Ole I Miss. thought he was out of Florida State. Nope. Thank you. That was, that was Christian Ponder. Okay, never mind. That's a quarterback oh my gosh yep I'll, i i didn't oh, say i didn't minnesota. say that they were both receivers minnesota, i just said minnesota. that's the person i it was thinking of <laughs> i couldn't think of the tie-in uh, the vikings right um yeah so you know obviously some great talent there and then some not so great laquan Treble kind of missed the mark with a size speed uh guy that didn't pan out uh elijah moore 40 time 435 uh, he's 5'9 185 another little guy um, oh i have i have him listed as 178 dang uh, yeah, yeah. so, uh, keep that in mind. Uh, but a uh, good production, um, again, uh, well, well coached at, 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 uh, Mississippi. Um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with him. Uh, as far as his size and his speed, I, you know, I'm going to default, uh, to, to Terrace Marshall. Uh, I'd rather Bateman, uh, obviously mm-hmm. the two, uh, Alabama guys, even though they're on the small side too. Uh, maybe right around the Rondale Moore area is kind of where I, I'm going to have to decide between those two, but, uh, that's not where I'm with Elijah Moore. Okay. Let me see okay. if I can get some better collegiate stats on him. Cause that didn't really. Do what are you talking about? Season. I mean, he had, he had a hundred, he had 86 receptions this past season for almost 1200 yards. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. A little more p- possession guy, uh, but he's definitely. Yeah, well, I speed. mean, he's, he, he ran, but he ran primarily out of the slot. So yeah, that's kind of what he is. I've also have written down too, that he's tough as hell. I don't remember why I wrote, wrote that down, but that's just what okay. I, 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 and I, for your people, I just wrote down their stats and then just did a quick little read about him last night. Yeah, for sure. Um, just so I wasn't completely in the dark on every guy. So, mm-hmm. whatever. No, no, I'm not here to contradict stops. you. I'm just, this is no, you're just good, what you're I good. Know. Yeah, like you said, 86 catches is nothing to sneeze at in college. That's, uh, that's, that's I mean, 67 result. in 2019, too. In eight games, mind you. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem with his 67 catches in 2019 was on 115 targets, which, you know, targets is always subjective kind of thing. But, you know, you're only catching about half your targets, maybe more like 60%, I guess, but still. QB play could be, yeah. Yeah, probably could be that he, too. Uh, he probably slots into a slot role in the NFL. But he could be a, a, a pretty good one. I see a lot of, uh, what do you say, Crowder in him? Someone's obviously a dad with that horrible pun. That dad joke. Yeah, that that's bad. And let's that move note. on to uh, <laughs> let's move on to Dwayne Eskridge. Dwayne Eskridge. This is another guy that I kind of like to. I mean, I didn't watch really any game film on him, but from everything I read, like this guy reminds me of Tyreek Hill. Five nine, one hundred ninety pounds. Actually, has size on Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill was. I when I looked it up, it was like one hundred eighty five. So they're roughly, you know, mm-hmm. the same size, but still super jacked. He's really, really fast. His uh, 20 plus yards per catch rep, uh, represent that that speed right there. He ran a 438 as pro day. Um, he 
because he played against smaller schools, because I'm sorry, he is from Western Michigan, coming out of Western Michigan. So he played against some smaller schools, less some less talented cornerbacks. He just blew them away. Like he was, and this is this is one of the knocks on Eskridge is that because he is so fast, he wasn't really asked to really run any complex routes or anything. So his coming out of college, his route tree is pretty limited. Not to say that that can't change. It's just one of those things that like he's just a. Uh, his main thing was I run fast in straight lines. <laughs> Get you behind know. the defender. Just yeah, exactly. And that's all he really had to do. You know, like he wasn't. He didn't have to do anything more than that. But you know, if you got if you got the ball in his hand, someone tried to replicate what the Chiefs are doing with Tyree Kill with with right. Eskridge. I mean, obviously you have to execute it properly. But if someone wanted to try and do that, yeah, I I mean. Yeah, he his problem is he doesn't have a lot of production in college, but a lot of that is also because, you know, smaller school, you know, probably not a very good program anyways. Um, you know, I, I don't – am I saying that Eskridge is going to go in the first round? Nah, probably more like – I'm guessing more like round late round two, round three in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And he's more of a, a later round dynasty pick at best, but – I would definitely tr- maybe try and hone in on him more in dynasty than maybe some of these other guys, just because there is more upside. I think there's more upside to him than maybe even Elijah Moore. maybe, maybe more, you know, just saying from an athletic just perspective, saying. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I other and redraft. Nah, I'm not touching them. I'm not touching yeah. any of these guys. Well, in, we're in, in that re-draft. territory now. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, exactly. Maybe, maybe my 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 guy that we're gonna see if we have time to get to. Um, let's see here. We're at about half hour when I started hitting that, and let's let's do your mystery wide receiver. I don't remember who it is. Uh, I've got a little quick. bit on Josh Palmer here, uh, University of Tennessee wide receiver, six two two ten, right in that same ballpark nice, again. Nice. Uh, bad quarterback play. He had a head coach change, so his stats are real uh, underwhelming. All they're over the map. Just, yeah, they're just kind of okay for three years, uh, if, if memory serves here. Uh, he was a four-year senior, uh, so that's to be noted. Uh, still only Wait, 21 does that years. mean that he spent four years as a senior? <laughs> yes, as a senior citizen. <laughs> as soon as he got on campus, he was like, I'm too old for this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so he played. He's he not a, Danny Glover. I mean, yeah, come right. on. He played all four years, but his, his freshman season was almost nothing. Uh, 99 uh, For career, 99 receptions, 1,514 yards, an average of 15.3, seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns isn't so great. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that average, and uh, you're talking three years, that 99 receptions was broken up. It was like 30-ish a year, 30 to 40 a year. Uh, real bad quarterback play and had to go through a head coach saying so. Uh, I just think he's a guy you're going to look at traits at this point in the draft. 4-5 isn't awful for a 6-2-2-10 guy. That's a 4-5-40 time. Uh, so, yeah, I like what I see yeah. there in terms of depth at receiver. Again, not going to be a guy we're looking to contribute in dynasty or fantasy right away, but uh, could be a depth piece for an NFL team and your dynasty roster. Josh Sometimes Paul. I love these com- NFL comparisons. So I'm looking at PFF right now about him. And um, but it says NFL player comparison, a less physical Jordy Nelson. And I'm like, ooh. ooh, Jordy Nelson was physical after the run. That's for sure. And he was fast, too. I, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, and this guy's not this guy's not slow by any means. It's just, uh, I mean, what I'm seeing here is that he's just not the. Yeah, I mean, his he doesn't have a lot of moves when he's running his routes. You know, it's just uh maybe do a little like a quick little juke and then he goes. You know, it's just there's no um he doesn't have a gadget. You know, a thing like. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to give an example, like Devonte Adams, his footwork is just elite level and he, that's how he's beating people off the line or something like that. Pl- or play, uh, player profiler has his best comparable players, Jacoby Jones with a four, five, two 40. I don't know if I agree with that. Remember Jacoby Jones returner. Yeah. Yeah. Speed skinny, but had speed, speed for days. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, okay. So that's, uh, that's him. Uh, I will do my we'll do our last wide receiver here because we're doing we're doing okay on time actually. Good, good. Um this episode might run a little long by the time we get all by the time we get it all said and done, but that's that's okay. It's our show, right? We can do what we want, right? I, I we don't got a I boss. Want. We don't got a boss. Mm-mm. Um, I mean you have a wife, so you do, but I don't have a wife, so I don't got a boss. Well said. <laughs> um, Love you, honey. <laughs> Uh, so our last court, our last wide receiver we're going to talk about here is Diami Brown. He is out of North Carolina, and it's so look, it's another wide receiver that's a little skinny at six one and one hundred and eighty nine pounds. Hmm. But it's, I mean, it's just a thing in this draft, and maybe, and you know what? Maybe that's just how like wide receivers are going to be moving forward. Well, I think there's know? something to be said. You go how how far are we into it now? Probably a good decade or so since this spread has uh, spread into college offenses, and then subsequently spread into the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, you start uh, these high schools. Uh, one of the reasons they started spreading things out is because they had smaller dudes. They got smaller dudes into space. Let's go three or four wide instead of two wide, less tight ends, less fullback. So I'm just saying now that you're these high school kids have gotten uh, uh, into the college ranks and started playing, you're just seeing the prototype change a little bit. And I also think yep. you can look at the NFL and guys like, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Ridley recently, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I've got on that. Yeah, all right. I mean, uh, Diami Brown, I mean, he's got good reach. Good. He's good with contested catches. Um, you know, he's got some good speed on deep routes. He only ran a 4-4-6, but, I mean, dude, it's still a 4-4 time, you know, like mm-hmm. – Whatever. Uh, the problem is, is that he's been on the slow side for his uh, intermediate routes. Doesn't have the greatest moves to shake cornerbacks. Um, you know, he's not the strongest blocker. But you, I mean, you're if you're a wide receiver, you're not blocking, blocking all unless that much. Unless you play for the Ravens. But yeah, well, unless you play for the Ravens. <laughs> um, and he and he ran a pretty limited route tree in college. You know, it's just, um, you know, and he played for North Carolina, so it's not like he was playing with the most elite quarterbacks either. So his numbers don't look all that great. But I mean, he did. He does have. He does combine for over two thousand yards the past two seasons. So that's Dang. not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean that's 2019 and 2020 put together to I mean, over 2000 that's not not 2000 yeah. each um and over 50 catches in both those games too um over 20 yards per catch in both of those seasons that's not bad at all man I mean he's he's good you know I mean it's I just pull out like a lot of these other guys here you know skinny got some got a little bit of size but skinny you know mm-hmm. absolutely so yeah that's uh that's all our wide receivers that we're gonna do. Um oh boy. Yeah, break, break, like strap yourselves in, folks, put your seatbelt on because this is going to happen here. Chris is gonna talk about Kyle Pitts, and I I I, I hope I've given him enough time to do so. I <laughs> I, I really, really hope so. I think, I think I kept it concise. <laughs> um 
Um, yeah, okay. So I think the first thing. Um, so get your umbrellas and your ponchos out because it's going to start. He's going to start gushing. I'm going to start gushing. Uh, I think the important thing, uh, first of all, Kyle Pitts, tight end, University of Florida, uh, 6'6", mm-hmm. 250. Uh, I don't have his 40 time written down, uh, but I'll look into that in a sure. second. Keep No, keep going. I'll look it up. Don't, don't look at him as a tight end for fantasy and for NFL draft purposes, um, although he's going to keep that classification. Uh, think more of a Kellen Winslow Sr. type of ceiling. Now, I bet there's probably a few kids out there who don't recall who, when they hear Kellen Winslow, they think of Kellen Winslow Jr., the guy that went kind of crazy uh, a few years back, uh, had a couple real productive years, played for Cleveland uh, and a couple other the Bucks. Like Seattle. I'm sorry, who bucks. Thank Didn't you. he play for the bucks or is that? Yeah. He actually had a little bit of a kind of revamped his career with the bucks briefly. And then it went, it went badly again. Uh, I, yeah, don't, yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't know his issues it's off the field. We'll just leave it at that. Um, he yes, has been compared comp to Megatron in particularly in the red zone. He had 12 touchdowns in 2021 in fantasy terms. Destination is important in terms of a team willing to deploy him properly. Um, I think too often we fall in, and this is the negative side of things. This is me not gushing about pits. I think too often we fall in love with assuming rational coaching, assuming the coach is going to do the rational no brainer thing and build his offense around Kyle Pitts or, 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 or okay, maybe Rondale's more a good, a bad example, but you know, tailor some of your offense around Rondale Mill use Devonte Smith's, uh, strengths and sometimes that just doesn't happen and we end up with these Tariq Cohen's and these gadgety guys these these uh uh, okay so I think I think what you're getting at here is that there's there's guys like Mike Isecki who's an athletic freak but Mm -hmm. yeah he's not really utilized all that much in Miami that sort of thing is that what you're getting at here yes exactly definitely could use more in the Uh, sense uh, that and this happens a lot with tight ends is that they could be the they could be the greatest tight end on the planet but sometimes you'd never know that because their coaches don't. We have, I mean, no one's no one's Mike Martz anymore. Where they refuse to use right. a tight end. Yeah, that was. But odd. um, you know, it's tight ends, and this is why sometimes the tight ends just whiff because they're just not getting utilized. You know, yeah, like absolutely. Like, think of OJ Howard and and David and Joku as well. Like, Perfect oh, examples. amazing physical talents and you know great college production and everything, and they're barely they're used, mired you know? in mediocrity. And yeah, or they just have, there's a lot, there's a lot going on around them too, that there's just, you know, a lot of other pass catchers. So they're never really like hyper-focused. Whereas like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, they're part of that offense, Mm -hmm. you know? So is Pitts going to go to a place where he's going to be part of that offense? Exactly. Well said. That's exactly what I mean. Um, so that's my concern. So that's why, uh, by the way, um, sorry to interrupt, uh, Mm -hmm. four, 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 40. Thank you. Out of fours. I knew that actually. I'll tell you now that you say it, uh, which is amazing, folks. Four 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 at hit at six six two fifty. Are you serious? That's where the Megatron yeah. comps come in. Um, oh yeah. As me and Josh just touched on, don't be afraid to line them up in the slot. Don't f- be afraid to line them up out wide in the red zone. You know, throw it up to him. Let him get it. Um, in terms of fantasy, okay. First, let's talk redraft positional advantage. This guy is instantly, let's say, probably the. Again, depending on landing spot, but probably the third or fourth tight end off the board. Like it's that bad. Like he's going to be a top twelve tight end in redraft. You're talking in. You're talking about in di- or in um, redraft redraft leagues in fantasy football. He'll be the third or fourth. Sorry, you made it sound like he was going third or fourth tight end in off the of NFL draft. This no. NFL draft. In, in yeah. redraft fantasy drafts coming up uh, this August, he's going to be probably the third or fourth tight end off the board. Because I'm going to disagree with you, but 
not I, like if you did that, I'd be like, um, okay, fine, I guess. Who's the who's the Baltimore kid? Right, right about that. I mean, isn't he Lamar, consensus? Lamar Jackson? No, the tight end. Uh, oh, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Uh, right, right at that breaking point. I feel like you, you missed out on Kittle and uh, a Kelsey. You're gonna wait, and if you're gonna wait, I don't know. I like the upside of this kid. Now in Dynasty, that's that's more important because we're talking rookies here. Um, yeah, where would you where would you take him in Dynasty? Since we're t- since we're fantasy football, where where what are you looking at in Dynasty? Would you? I mean, I guess depending on situation and landing spot and everything, go Najee Harris and maybe potentially with the right landing spot, Travis Etienne, and then maybe Chase and then Pitts or Pitts then Chase. Say yeah. say I all think, these guys land where you want them it's to land. It's three or four. It's three or four. I still have okay. Najee Harris ahead of him because dynasty and because running backs matter so darn much. Of course. Uh, and he should be productive. I have Chase above him because I think he's just that good of a player and uh, wide receivers tend to play longer in the NFL, so those are very important mm-hmm. in Dynasty. But right there at that three and four, when you turn to the Travis Etienne's and the uh, Waddles of the world, uh, and uh, I, I got to go Pitts. I got to go that positional advantage. And you're talking to a guy who manages Kittle in Dynasty. I have no problem taking him with Kittle on my roster and starting two tight ends. Well- I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that you bring up a good point there too, is that like, say you're somewhere in that range you have, okay. So say you have, for whatever reason, have the, the chance to draft pits on a dynasty team, but you already have say a, a Kittle or a Kelsey. Um, I mean, definitely we have a Kelsey because who knows how many more years you're going to get out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time too, what if, and you don't really play pits at all this season, but you have, but you have Kel- Kittle or Kelsey that are going to give you you know, usually top five production in tight ends sure. from those two, barring injury. And then, like, you trade one of them even halfway through the season when Pitt starts to take off, or even after even after the season, then you already have your next tight end of the next, you know, 10 years or whatever. And to Pitt's, be fair, like, Kittle's been banged uh, up a bit lately. He has. Mm-hmm. He has. We're not going, we're not going, like we said in, like we said uh, when we talked about him in the Remember One episode a few weeks ago, that we're not, Calling him labeling injury prone yet, but he's getting on the radar of that. Right. And <laughs> that as, would a Kittle, be Kittle. as a Kittle manager, if I were at three, four, five in that draft area, um, I'd, yeah, I mean, cause I'm, cause I'm set at wide receiver. I'd really rather go running back. That's how strong I feel about pits. Like I really would rather go running back folks, but I just don't think you can pass it's, up this, this kind of talent. Well, it's also not advantage. the strongest running back class either. Like we covered last week, mm-hmm. you know, it's, Outside That's what of it comes maybe, down to for me. Exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, like you can, I mean, so say Najee Harris goes to the Dolphins, or I guess, at least in my personal opinion, to a lesser extent, um, Pittsburgh, and then Travis Etienne, which I think a great landing spot for him would be uh, the Jets, a great landing spot for Etienne. I mean, yeah, I'm still going Jamar Chase, and then probably Devontae Smith, but then Pitts, yeah. Yeah, so we're, it's yeah, not like we're know. off by one or two. Yeah, That's no, no, it. we're we're in we're in the same neighborhood for sure. Yeah, okay. We're not, maybe not living in the same house, but we're in the same neighborhood. So yeah, that's that's mostly what I have. The positional advantage, which we touched on, dynasty top three or four, maybe five pick, um, as me and Josh just discussed. Um, yeah, yeah, I love the dude. I can't wait to see him play, man. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our last tight end here because that 
that didn't go that long. I, I think you did a good pretty job good. there. Pretty good. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pat on, pat on the back for you. Pretty good. And I've got one more if we have more room for another tight end. Okay. Let's see how we do after this. Uh, my second tight end here is Pat Fryermuth, which is, um, I guess, the, the second the second best tight end in this draft from what everything that I've read, at least. Um, he's out of Penn State. He's 6'5", 251. And I love this quote, and, and I can't cite where this quote came from because I read it off of a one site that was quoting somewhere else that didn't actually uh, cite the the reference there. So I will just make the quote and that I didn't actually come up with it. I read it on the internet somewhere. Okay, so it goes, the baby Gronk moniker isn't unwarranted for <laughs> Pat Frymuth. Um, He's a rare tight end who can impose his will as a blocker or a receiver. Love it. Love it. That's great. Um, and he has been described as a poor man's Gronk. You know, um, I believe PFF did that. But the quote, I'm like I said, I can't, I don't know exactly where it came from. Um, he's got size, strength, um, you know, great uh, contested catchability. He's just not very fast, and he's not the greatest blocker in the world. It's not that he's terrible at it. It's just one of his, one of one of his uh, knocks is that he is not an elite blocking tight end. Um, like I said, he's not very fast, and he at times has some um, some mental focus issues. You know, just a, a few drops here and there, and whatever. Um, you know, I I mean, if you're looking for a big tight end, a big strong tight end to you know just kind of go over the middle and and knock people around, Frymuth's your dude. You know, I mean, I, I so, guess you some could teams maybe covet that physical presence at tight end more than they do a an athletic Kelsey or a Pitts yes. type exactly. Or, or like a Noah Fant or something, you know, mm -hmm. like that's a example, yeah. ath athletic tight end that doesn't do a lot of blocking. Well, Pat Frymuth is kind of more on the other end of that spectrum of the old school tight end of, yep, you know, bit of a mauler, but, you know, blocking, you can, you can usually improve people's blocking skills, you know, not for maybe sure. not every running back uh, as far as pass blocking, but for sure. Yeah. Um, blocking off the line. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen him consistently be the second tight end taken off the board, sometimes yep. in the second, sometimes yep. in the third and some mock drafts, but those are mock drafts and who knows, he could easily slide a lot further too. It's not a very good, it's not a uh, position year either. Again, yeah. And it's not a very good year for a tight end no. in, in, in this, this upcoming it's what, NFL yeah, draft. It's, it's so. the definition of top heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, um, let's call it a wrap. How about that? That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, unless you, do you think that your next tight end is going to be that much of a difference maker? Uh, I mean, I could go real quick. Why don't you, why don't you bring, why don't you bring up his name real quick? Brevin Jordan, uh, six, three, two, forty five, ran a four, six, nine, 40 great production, except that he is injury prone, uh, 105 receptions, 1358 receiving yards, 13 touchdowns, but that was spread over three seasons where he never completed a full season. He's only 20. So that's a plus, uh, ankle, ankle injury in 2020, very injury prone career would have been a first round talent. Now he'll be lucky to go in, in the second. So more on the receiving side of things at 63245. Where, where does he play? Uh, who did he play for in school? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. I was just like, I don't I'm remember. I'm surprised I didn't have it. Why don't you tell me where he went to school? <laughs> I shall. I can't believe I don't have uh, it. Right while now. Chris looks that up, I will do a little bit of cleanup here. Um, Miami, the other Florida school. I knew that. The other one, Florida school known for oh cultivating my. tight ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. The okay. U. Cool. Yes, the U. Anyways, um, 
so like we mentioned at the top of the show, Chris and I will be together for our live stream on Thursday. We will be doing a bit of a draft watching party and we'll give some we'll give some takes on land on you know draft picks and everything like that. And you know, if you are like me and don't really like to watch the NFL draft, this is a great thing to do because then you have something to other than those talking heads, you know, talk about nonsense right. for yeah, I'd say that's an important know, distinction for myself. I love watching the draft, I just don't like the coverage that I get from the major. The draft it, yeah, it's terrible. Sorry, ESPN, but yeah, get get a get some better guys or mm-hmm. do something mm-hmm. else. Like I, I feel like draft parties like are like this. I know I was listening to a different fantasy football podcast earlier today, just because I, I hadn't listened to it in forever. And apparently that person, I'm not going to give him, and I'm not going to give him a bump. But that person is also doing one too. And I was like, oh, you copycat, copycat. We came up with that first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be a theme, um, especially with the remote and the pandemic stuff this year. But. Uh... There's other shows, ancillary shows, obviously, including ours, uh, that uh, can give you a better draft coverage than those yeah. big. Anyway, guys. so you can check us out up there on uh, the uh, twitch.tv slash amazing fantasy football Thursday. I believe the draft starts at seven. We'll probably start a couple minutes beforehand. For sure. Um, you know, just to say what's up and everything. And I'm sure our some of our online friends will be joining, tuning in and everything. Um until then though you can always check us out at fantasy seven on twitter i believe chris has kind of taken that over a little bit or you can email us amazing ffb at gmail.com if you're watching us in youtube format you can always check us out in podcast format where you can check us out in whatever your podcast platform is you know don't get it from your podcast dealer behind the local burger king not a good place to get podcasts if you can rate and review us wherever possible, give us a sub on YouTube. If you are listening in for uh, in podcast format, of course, I just like I just mentioned, you can check us out on YouTube. Just search for Amazing Fantasy Football. We're there. Give us a like, a sub, you know, whatever. Leave us some comments. Um, I check the comments usually weekly and try and comment back when people do. Um, until then, we will be in person on Thursday. Like I said, I just want to keep reiterating that Thursday, seven p.m. Central Time. 8 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Mountain, 5 o'clock Pacific. Um, Better than uh, I could have done that. 4 o'clock Alaskan, uh, 3 o'clock Hawaiian and Aleutian time. Uh, And that's that's about as far as I'm going to go with time zones. So until then, everyone, have a goodbye and stay safe and keep wearing your masks and get your vaccine if possible. I believe everyone is now eligible for at least in the majority of the country. Those 16 and above, of course, you know, right. if you're below 16. Um, well, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> and you'll, you'll get vaccinated eventually. We haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> so have a goodbye, everybody. Later, y'all.